Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at Simple Network Management Protocol, also known as SNMP. We'll be discussing an introduction to SNMP, SNMP operation, SNMP agent traps, SNMP versions, community strings, MIB object IDs, SNMP polling scenarios, and then finally, we're going to take a look at the SNMP object navigator. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Simple Network Management Protocol allows administrators to manage nodes on an IP network. It allows you to manage basically anything that supports SNMP and a lot of devices that connect to your network probably support SNMP. They can monitor and manage the network in those devices. And you can pull up all sorts of information. You can look at performance. You can use this information you pull off of there to find and solve problems. You can also plan for network growth because you can pull certain data off of there at certain times to see like, what is my network load? SNMP works at the application layer and it consists of three parts. SNMP manager, SNMP agents, those are called our managed nodes, and then managed information bases or MIBs. How you can do this is you have all your devices on the network. And once again, it doesn't have to be just your networking devices. It doesn't have to be just your routers and switches. It can be just about anything connected, servers, printers, everything. And you can get information about that. You can send and or you can gather information about all of your SNMP devices and you can send configuration and you can make changes using SNMP. So you can sit at your management station. This would be in your office. You can sit up there with your feet up, your headphones on, and you can look at the status of all your devices. And if you see a problem, you can do some simple configurations from it. You can't necessarily use SNMP to do complex configurations. You can do a lot of simple configurations with this. When we look here, the station where you're sitting at, we call that the SNMP manager. We can send gets and sets. We can get information. We can set values on our devices. We can also have traps. And what traps are, you can set it up on any one of your agents, so routers or switches. We can set up so when X happens, so when something happens, when an interface goes down, send information. And that is a trap. SNMP agents reside on managed devices. Those are your routers and switches and servers and printers and voice over IP phones on your network. Those are SNMP agents. Now, those SNMP agents, they all collect and store information about the device, about its operation, and they all store it locally on that device in a management information base. Now, this is an independent format for definition of management information. Basically, it's a long list of variables and then the associated value that's assigned to that variable. So it's, it's a variable name. So 
fast ethernet zero zero one power and then the value is zero or one is it on or off and it's just a huge list of all those variables with the values that are associated with them to interact with that mib that management information base you have five commands they they break into kind of two categories a get and a set the get you're going to get information from your agent and so you are sitting at a computer and you are querying that far device i guess just didn't say far device get rid of i guess i shouldn't say That fire device, once again, is your router, your switches, whatever you are looking to get information from. So that's a get. Then we have set, and you and you are setting one of you're setting a value to one of those variables on that device. Now, here are five commands we can do. We can do a get request where you're gonna get a specific variable. You're going to, you're going to give it a specific variable and then it'll give you back that value assigned to that variable. So you, you request one variable, you get back one value for that. And all those variables, they're in a sequential order. And if that's not the right value and you're, you're kind of close in the right area, you can use the get next request and it'll just give you the next variable with the value. This is sort of a sequential uh, request up arrow enter is your friend and you can go through this and you can list out and see your variables and hopefully eventually you'll find the one you want but sometimes there's a thousand of these variables in there and a lot of times it's easier to do a get bulk request and this get bulk request is going to give you a large block of data multiple rows a lot of these variables with those values that would come into your the computer you're on pay attention get bulk request only works with snmp version 2 or later the fourth one here is the get response and it replies to any of these three so if you need to reply to it you can use the get response the last one here is a set request and when you do a set request, you're going to store a certain value in the variable you specify. So from your computer, you can set a value to a variable on one of those devices, the routers, the switches, the printers, you can change a value. And then this is where the remote management comes in. How SNMP works is you as the network manager, you're sitting at your computer, and you're connected into a device and you want to find out a piece of information you send an snmp get in this example we want to find out we want to check the variable to find out if our gig 000 is up up there's a variable for that and what we do is we send that snmp get saying i want the value or the variable that tells me if g00 is up up that snmp get goes over to R1, R1 searches the MIB. Once again, the MIB is the listing of all the variables and the values associated with it. It finds it and then it responds back to the network manager with that variable. You can also do that with SNMP gets, SNMP, or sorry, not gets, but sets. 
So an SNMP set. We can say, okay, I want you to set a variable and maybe it's this time we want G00. You want to do uh, a no shutdown on it. So you can get the right variable and say, I want to do a no shutdown on it. And you send that to R1, R1 processes it, change, finds a variable, changes that value, and then it'll respond back with the new value. So it's sort of a confirmation for you. We can also set up what's called an SNMP agent trap. What this is, you as the administrator, when you set up your device, you can go to R1 and say, anytime a condition happens, send me an SNMP information. You'd be running some sort of SNMP software on your computer that would be looking for any SNMP traps that came in. Over here on R1, you go up, you set up a trap. This trap would say, okay, when there's a state change to G00, so when there's a state change, send me the value in the variable. And so the, the router's working and working, it works for days and weeks, and finally G00 goes down. Whatever the cause is, G00 goes down, it will send you an SNMP information. It'll send you that SNMP trap to the network manager. And then when you're running SNMP software here on your network management, you should get an alert saying, okay, G00 went down. So this is like real-time monitoring of your system using SNMP. The downside, once again, of using these traps is you manually have to go and set up each variable you want monitored on each one of your devices. I hope you're liking this episode on SNMP. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about SNMP. You can also visit my website, kevtechify.com, for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. There are currently three versions to SNMP, or Simple Network Management Protocol. Version one, version one is legacy. A lot of times when you see legacy, there's a reason it's being discontinued and phased out. It is very unsecure and it's just not a good protocol. It, it's evolved a lot since then, so SNMP is out, but you still see it because you may have legacy devices on your network. To get into that information, it uses a simple community string-based authentication. Basically, you need to know one clear text word and send it, and you can get access to all that MIB information. So once again, it's a clear text password. SNMP version 2 had a couple subversions. It had 2A, 2B, and 2C is the current version of 2. A lot of devices use 2C. It's simple to set up because it uses that same simple community string, that one clear password, you can look at it. The big thing here with 2C is you can do the bulk retrieval. So you don't have to get one variable at a time from that MIB base. You can get a whole bunch of it, if not all of those variables and values at the same time. And it has a lot more detailed error messages. The error messages in SNMP version one basically said it didn't work. 
and that would all it would tell you. It wouldn't give you an idea. SNMP version 2C has a lot more. The communication before between the devices have failed. Uh, the MIB you're specifying doesn't exist. It, and so it gives you a lot better feedback on what your error is. The current and recommended version of SNMP here is version 3. It has username authentication. So you have to have a username password. It's encrypted. All the good things we like to hear about security. We also use data protection. And then we have encryption for sending our traffic. SNMP version three, definitely the way to go, but it takes a little bit more to configure it. it takes a little bit more elbow grease but you have the security there. And that's the huge thing because you don't want somebody coming in and be able to look at all, all the information on your devices. We have security built in. That's the huge thing, along with data pr protection and encryption. Another downside of SNMP version three, some devices, even devices sold nowadays, don't support version three. They only support version 2C. We talked about how SNMP version 1 and 2C use these community strings to give you access to these MIB files or, or MIB variables and values. They are a plain text password. There's no username. It's just a plain text password. If you know that, you can get access to all of that information. And a lot of times you set up two different community strings. One is the read only, which is abbreviated RO. And it's like it says, you can only read the information out of the MIB. Or you set up another community string, which is another clear text password where you can do read and write. Not only can you read everything, but you can now write variables. You can do a set command to change values in the MIB. And when you have read write, read write access, the ability to do a set to set those variables in the MIB, you can do some damage to your network. Now to access these community strings, you just have to specify that appropriate community string, that password, that clear text password, and then it'll either grant you your read or your read write access. We have all these variables and they have variables assigned to them. And you could have up to thousands of variables and values on your device. And to figure out how and where they are, we, we organize them by MIB object IDs. We define each variable as an object ID. Typically it's referred to as an OID. And these OIDs, they identify your managed object. We usually show all of these OIDs in a tree. And like a tree, or probably more accurately, a root system, we start at the top level and then you have several selections and each one of those selections have more selections. So it gets bigger and bigger the, the more you go down the tree or, or the root system. Now, this MIB tree includes some branches and some of these branches could be common settings and branches to all network devices. All routers will have the same branch or a couple branches there, but then a vendor could put their in their own specific branch to make it specific for the device and the features that are on that device. 
Now, different RFCs, they all work together. They that establish those common public variables. Here's an example of an object ID tree. We start at the top here. This is the root. And then we go through several different branches. And we can see here that we go from sort of the ISO, the ISO organization. And then we go into organization variables. And we work our way through there to get down into the variable you need. The numbers that are shown to next to these object ID groupings, that identifies which object ID am I grabbing from the ISO variable. So there's several variables inside this ISO. We're going to be grabbing the first one right here, which then is the organization. Inside the organization, there's several of them. We're going to be grabbing the third one which is the DOD. And inside the DOD, there's several of them. We're gonna grab the sixth one, which is internet. And then inside internet, we have four of them here, directory, management, experimental, private. And you can see how these are branching out. The top ones right here, we're not listing out all of them here. And so this isn't all of them listed out. We're just hopefully give you an idea to envision this. Another way to see your object ID tree is a folder structure. Here's a folder structure. Once again, we are looking at the ISO where we're having, we're choosing the option one here at the org level, we're doing three at the DOD. And so it, some people like visioning it this way as a, as a folder structure. To actually pull data using SNMP from a router or a switch, what we can do is on our network management server, that's where we're at right here, we're on a command line, we can issue an SNMP get, then we have to specify what version of SNMP, we are using version 2C, then we need to specify our community string, and once again, that's a clear text password, so this clear text password is the word community, then we say what is the address of the device we're connecting into, that's the SNMP agent, so this is the IP address of the router or the switch or the printer, whatever you're trying to get information of. And then this is the OID number. Remember how we started off with ISO at a value of one that specified it, and then we went down to a three and a six. Well, that's what we see right here in this OID number. Once you enter that in, you can go ahead and hit enter. It'll respond back saying, okay, here is for this OID, it ends in Enterprises 921580. If you look up here, that comes right from here. The value is an integer with this value. And this happens to be the CPU value at that point in time. It has a CPU value of 11. The SNMP get utility, they give you some insights on the basic mechanics on how this SNMP works. But when you deal with long OID numbers, here's an example of a long one, 1.3.6.1.4.1.9.9.27. It's hard for especially the average user. What is that? Cisco 
has an object navigator, an SNMP object navigator. What you can do is go to the Cisco.com website, search for SNMP object navigator. It'll pull up this page. There you can go ahead, enter your number in. You can go ahead, probably cut and paste, but if you have to type it in, you can go ahead and type in 1.3.6.1.4.1.9.2.1.2 and hit translate. And it will let you know the information about it. And as you can see down here, it is Y reload. That's the name of our variable. That's the object right here. This is that number you just typed in here. What type is this? This is a display string. It's a read only and it's a mandatory status. And it's part of the MIB old Cisco system MIB. And then here's the big part at the bottom. Typically there's a description. This variable contains a printable octet string, which contains the reason why the system was last restarted. And that's the huge thing about using uh, SNMP object navigator, especially the Cisco one. Almost all of the MIBs they use is listed in here. So if you have an MIB that gives you this long string of numbers, you can go here, figure out exactly what they're doing. Look for this description at the bottom. More times than not, there is a nice description in there that'll tell you what that MIB is, what value it's storing for what variable. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on SNMP. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking security and automation for the CCNA. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking security and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.